0: FaithFit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Bucklin, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now here are your hosts. Well hello everyone, it's that time of the week again. Here we are for the Martin for Ex Nihilo, podcasting from the basement of St. James Cathedral. What dead people go to die. That's right. <laughs> when you get into the elevator at St. James and press the L for the lower levels, that's where you'll find us. In case you haven't noticed, we are a little moody today. We're well, not moody. We're actually happy. We just saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, that was fantastic, by the way. It's awesome. Highly recommend. So, lots of laughs. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless <laughs> plug. No, they're not sponsoring us either. So, uh, <laughs> we wish. But uh, so. Anyway... The topic that we would like to present to you today is not so much uh, a common knowledge anymore, though growing up I have to memorize it, and that mean nun who taught me catechism back in the good old days would whap the Jesus out of me if I would not remember it. Well, and so the topic today is how to be a level one Catholic, a.k.a. we're going to learn about the six most fundamental uh, precepts of the church. Precepts, precepts. So... What is a precept? I mean, are they like in Rome, the precepts? I ain't speak no English. <laughs> nice. All right. So a precept, we need to at least set the table. If We're going to talk about the precepts of the church. We need to understand what a precept is. And a precept is, at its very basic, it's basically a, an instruction mm-hmm. uh, or a requirement laid down by the church to regulate behavior. Oh, the so. church wants to regulate my behavior. Why? Before you get too excited and start uh, throwing your uh, device, um, why would why would we want our behavior regulated? So, in order to understand the precepts and the mm-hmm. purpose of the precepts, I need to understand the why. That's true, and and so often I use this uh, this analogy, this example. Now, have you ever had braces? No. Huh? Have you seen my teeth? <laughs> Steve, I don't want to think about your teeth as I'm trying to explain a basic concept here. A braces. A braces. Yeah. So when, when new braces got put on the teeth, it's, it's very uncomfortable. And then you have all sorts of restrictions. Uh, you cannot eat this and you cannot eat that. And it can be pretty frustrating. But the end result is wonderful. I had terrible teeth. And now I have a beautiful smile. After two years of being you know tightened and chains, and my best friend called me wire phase huh. uh, it changed you know, I actually think oh, no, I was, you just, like, don't look at my, how long did you have the bracelet? Because you still have a little bit of an overbite? Uh, yeah, I was just too lazy to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a giant head retainer with a harness that went around the back of your head? No, Good Lord, oral traction. So, really, the topic today isn't the precepts; it's the oral history of Father Martin. No, but the thing is, just like the braces that that a lot of people had right at first, it's very uncomfortable and it's so restrictive, all sort of things, but the end result is great because it helped the teeth become straighter mm. and nicer and so the same thing with the person, all these precepts, yeah. all these laws seem like a restriction on the person's freedom. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. But the end result is to help us becoming a better person, a better Christian. Right. So it isn't that the church is trying to restrict your freedom. It's that the precepts are here to free you from the restrictions of sin. Right. And uh, sin, I know my <laughs> mind blown. Uh it's always the the initial attraction of sin is that, you know, it, it just leads the people into like, oh, I want to be free, I want to do whatever I want. Right. But the end result is completely different from what it promised. Whereas, you know, the precepts or the commandments with the appearance of restrictions, guidelines and rules, but they meant to help us become a better person. Exactly. and And really, you know, Unfortunately, like so many things, um, why do we need the precepts? Well, because somebody, somebody woke up one day and was like, okay, well, you know, I'm really excited to be Catholic, but what's the minimum I have to do? <laughs> like, like, okay, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I don't excel at things, just tell me what I need to get by. Um, you know, and, this is the one thing about being a credo Catholic kind of miss out, because mm-hmm. you, I grew up Catholic and pretty much all these things just like built in. Right, and so I really don't pay much attention to it. Even the whole not many Catholics do fasting and <laughs> I know. And that's I'm sad. just kidding, and that's sad. But the whole fasting and abstaining from meat on Fridays that's something that we we, we did growing up. So it's just a part of who I was, and I never questioned it. Uh, but for those of us who haven't got a clue what the, the precepts of the church are, I'll let Steve. Uh, just quickly give you a, a brief summary. Yeah, so let's run them down. So right now, uh, there used to be six precepts of the church, and then we kind of got rid of one of them, but arguably we really ought to put that one back in. But it, we've reduced it down to a top five. So if you're if you're cruising through the Catechism of the Catholic Church, you can jump into uh, paragraph 2037, citing footnote, and they will kind of lay out the precepts for you. So the first precept is you shall attend Mass on Sundays, and holy days of obligation, and on those days you shall rest from servile labor. So basically what that means in a nutshell is here in the United States and in the Diocese of Orlando, we have as many as six holy days of obligation, uh, plus 52 Sundays, which means that you're going to have to devote approximately 58 hours of your year to Mass. Wow, well, isn't that such a heavy burden? It is a heavy burden indeed. <laughs> we cat, how many hours are there in a year? Uh oh, he's not ready with the math. I thought he, he had is, that number right on the top of his uh, hand. We are ashamed of you. We are ashamed oh, yeah. of How you. How many? Pressure. Eight thousand seven hundred and six. Okay, so here we are 8,760 hours in the year, and the church is recommending to you that you spend 58 of those, sometimes less, because sometimes the Holy Days of Obligation get mushed into the Sundays. Right, the um, church is quite understanding, and, and she knows that you know, at times people get busy. And But so, that's not even one-tenth of 1% of your time in a year. Like 58 hours is what some true. people spend watching TV in a month. Well, now you're just making me feel bad. <laughs> but anyway, so like for example, the Ascension Thursday, Corpus Christi Thursday, uh, Ohm got motion to Sunday just so that make, they make sure that, they just want to make sure that you can get to go to Mass and observe your obligations. Right. We're starting a campaign to get them restored to Thursday. Come on. I know, right? This That's is great. Corpus Christi really would be great. Um, well, I was in Germany a couple of years ago with WECAT, uh, and we happened to be there on Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. and the entire country closes down on Corpus Christi. Like every and they have the whole towns have huge processions through the towns and uh yeah, it would be nice to do more of that. But it's kind there, of a big there's deal. there's one thing that I, I kinda feel sad as I begin to hear more confessions, people get very nonchalant about oh yeah, I just miss mass. Uh, well they don't really treat that as a mortal sin anymore. It's kinda sad because somehow the one hour given to God has become such a big deal and, and I don't want to beat people up over that but at the same time we have to recognize that like where is the priorities. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's, it's not even that, it's uh, one hour, you know, what the precept is recommending is essentially saying you, you'll devote one hour of your week to public worship of God. Mm-hmm. That doesn't say anything about what your private time with God should be. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you think about that, I mean, imagine if if you can't make the one hour publicly, what does the internal relationship, you know, look like? So where is God kind of in your hierarchy of of things that are important to you? Is God really first, you know, Jesus asks us to all love God with our whole heart, mind, body, and soul. So is God not important enough for you to spend time with? Mm Mm-hmm. Or to devote time to right? And then the latter part of the uh, the precept, we kind of ignore altogether, you know, to rest from from labor. Well, if you work in the church, but it's servile labor. See, this this is, and you've got to go back to the Gospels to, you know, Jesus is. Remember the Pharisees were like all upset because the apostles were out, you know, healing people on the Sabbath. Uh, you know. So if you're sick, it's the Sabbath, sorry, you're just gonna have to come back tomorrow. <laughs> no, Jesus is like, Look, you know, um, this is work that needs to be done, these people are sick, and the idea of servile labor is, is basically the same, which is that you shan't you shouldn't be doing jobs um on Sunday that you could have gotten done on another day during the week. Mm-hmm. So you know, you've got, you've got to mow the lawn. Well, mow the lawn Monday through Saturday. Sunday's not the day to be out there trounding about the the outside, you know, mowing the lawn. That's a job you could have done another day. And and what is the purpose of, of rest, you know, so that we can spend quality time with our loved one to attend to the spiritual needs of the soul? Yeah. You have the whole week working on the material needs, the physical needs. Well, maybe, you know, just set aside Sunday so that you can really understand the meaning of rest. Exactly. People and don't comes... really know how to rest anymore. Oh, no. And no. Then, so, people walking around cranky, tired, like me. And me. <laughs> but anyway, moving on to the second precept. Second precept. You shall confess your sins at least once a year. Ooh. It's like Saturday bath. Whether you need it or not, you shall bathe on Saturday. So... You do that? I I actually bathe uh, only on Saturday evenings. So, if my Saturday evenings busy, I miss bath that week. T M I. Oh my god! No, I shower every day. She okay, well, nice. <laughs> okay. So the precept focus on the, but the shower is a great analogy. So, it what is. do we experience in the sacrament of reconciliation? Cleanse a cleansing, right? And you know. If, you're gonna, if you shower every day to keep the outside of you clean, how often are you showering the inside? Right. How often are you cleansing your soul of the sins that you commit? Because, look, you know, the fact of the matter is none of us are perfect. Well, almost none of us are perfect. I'm pretty sinful. I go to confession every week. Do you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what I learned from John the Twenty-third. actually. Uh, no matter how busy he was as a pope, he goes to confession. He went to confession once a week on Saturday. I think uh, Saint John Paul the went every day. What well, he did well, yes. Yeah. Sometimes twice a day. Wow! Yeah, well, but when you know what? Don't... When you become pope, that's kind of... Well, you think about the responsibilities that are on those men's shoulders. You are responsible for not just your all the souls. All the souls on earth are your responsibility. Right. And and not to no make people way. becoming scrupulous about this, but it just the sacraments provide not only you know the cleansing power, cleaning away all the sins, but at the same time it gives you the strength, the spiritual strength to lead a virtuous life, and that's what I'm aiming for, really. Uh, now, not not to say about people who haven't gone to confession for years, sometimes because of a bad experience in the confessional, Yeah. but I also run into people who simply just, uh, I guess, don't care enough. That They're like, okay, life happens, and then before they know it, like two or three years later, they haven't even... Mm-hmm. step foot into the confessional and the longer you wait the less the worse it is the less Trusting. willing, the less willingness you want right. to you have to go and so the church by putting a precept like this is really concerned for the well-being of the soul right right and you know I when we've talked about confession before and um it's just it's one of those things you need to do it as often as you need it and don't be afraid you know the, the worst thing that you can do is is uh, is to miss and um, you think oh well I'll, I'll get to it next week and then next week becomes two weeks and two weeks becomes a month and month and you're up against that one year and you're like holy cow and it's you know again it's like Sunday mass um, mm-hmm. it's just something you need to make make a priority so all,
1: all right. right moving
0: on to number three. You, you shall receive, receive the sacraments of the Eucharist at least, least during the Easter season. Ding, 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 ding. And that is an opportunity, boys and girls, for us to quiz Father Martin on his knowledge of Uh-oh. Catholicism. Uh, please do tell. So, tell me, in relation to the third precept, when does the Easter season begin and end? The Easter season begin? Do, 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 uh, do, do, do. Don't give him any help, wee cat. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh uh Ash Wednesday. Oh. Ash Wednesday. <laughs> wow, okay. Yep. So for the so I was as, gonna say Easter Treaty, but no nope, am Nope, nope. So the Easter season as it pertains to the third precept begins includes all of Lent and all of Easter. So Wow, okay. I know. So you got like ninety plus days. <laughs> well, at least so. receive the good Lord into your heart once. Once during the Easter season. So, so Jesus you loves you and he does like to be with you. Just me yeah and maybe you know your soul is starving to death, and so uh, receiving you at least once. I am the bread of life, uh, honestly, w- without receiving communion once a day it it, it takes a toll on me. I don't know I can't imagine like being deprived of those sacraments, so well, you have know. to spend a lot of time with me, so you need all the grace you can get <laughs> I know right okay <laughs> all right, uh, precept number four, you shall observe the days of fasting and abstinence established. By the church, <laughs> so, so. I've, I've had I've had a, I had a classmate who who ate a nice steak on a, a Friday during lens. Did he really? He sure did. How did that work out for him? Oh, he he got probably was one it? of the heaviest penance ever. Really, the spiritual director. Oh <laughs> man, did he do it on purpose or did he just? No, he totally forgot about it. Oh man, that's happened to me. I was uh, driving. Uh, I had to leave the house really early. I was driving up to Savannah, Georgia. I got to Savannah. <laughs> It was like ten o'clock in the morning. I was starving. I hadn't had anything to eat. It was a four-hour drive, and uh, I pull into a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Order the food. Walk out to the car. Realize exactly what I'm like. It's Friday and land. Crap. Well, turned around. Walk back into Chick-fil-A and uh, drop the food back off. Oh, so, isn't that great of you? Okay. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not too that much. That was not too sarcasm. Sarcasm. Father John said I was crazy that I was wasting food, but you know. But uh, the whole purpose of fasting and abstinence, I guess, serve as a purpose of reminder because mm. there are a lot of purposes actually to fasting and abstinence self control, self control, discipline, major one, discipline, yep. and then uh, suffering, at least on Fridays, is a reminder of Christ's suffering. He was hungry. He was starving as he was going through his passion. Mm-hmm. And then the third reminder is uh, simply that there are people out there who have not the privileges, uh, the blessings that we do. And so to understand what they go through, hopefully help us become a little more inclined and in, uh, become more charitable and sharing. Well, there are also practical reasons for it too. I mean, um, losing weight. No, not not specifically for losing weight, but fasting actually. People who will go on fast to clean and cleanse out their system, oh. uh, to get all the toxins and things out. So there are, you know, there are therapeutic and there are physical values. I really um, should do that to fasting. Absolutely, and and also, you know, when you talk about kind of the the, the suffering, the nature of, of fasting in terms of, in terms of suffering, it's that we can't. It is a way for us to help relate to. Christ's suffering, sure, so that we can grow closer to Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, by the way, in case you were wondering, so you're there are only two days of abstinence, or I'm sorry, fasting. Two, two days, days of days. solemn fasting. Two days was, of solemn fasting, which are Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Good Friday, and the good news for uh, Catholics is. Is that our rules for fasting are not nearly as draconian as some other rules? So, like, if we were, if you were Muslim and you were in Ramadan, you don't get food or water from sun up to sundown. That's true. Now, in the Catholic Church, we we have mercy here. We're like, yeah, mercy still in style. I think sometimes we're a little too easy on people. We probably um, a are. lot easier than people realize. We are because, because in the, the Eastern Churches, the fast is a lot stricter. It is a stricter fast. Yep, here in the lazy Latin right. I'm right. Just kidding, and but. Uh it's basically one full meal plus two smaller meals that don't equal a second full meal and no snacks. So wow, no that's, ho-hos, that's, no Doritos. That's just <laughs> two days of the year. Um and then of course the days of abstinence um are Fridays. So the faithful are obli- obliged to abstain from meat on Fridays during Lent and actually the funny thing about that precept is it actually pertains to the whole year. The that's whole like, year. Yeah. Well some people replace that, Secret. and su- supposedly when you're not able to abstain from meat on Fridays, on regular Fridays, usually the church recommends you to replace it with reading of the scriptures or do a charitable act. Right. But I think we just ignore them all altogether. Yeah, I know. And what it, you know, and, and what the catechism tells you is that in commemoration of Good Friday, every Friday is a day of penance, and while abstinence, fasting, are both are recommended, other forms of penance are permitted. So. Hmm. Oh, I. I but I gotta, you know, I gotta take out my whip and. No, 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 no! Not mortification. That's another podcast. Hair shirt, whips and, and chains, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Why are you making a disgusted face at us? <laughs> <laughs> We're saying wisdom uh, of the church to the people yeah, here. It, no, but yeah, and people don't do that anymore. Mortification now would be like, <laughs> okay, no coke. That is no diet coke. That is a different podcast altogether. <laughs> it is a different. So podcast. the last Father present. Martin will be doing that topic. So. <laughs> Our fifth precept, before we get to the lost precept, is you shall provide for the needs of the church. Why, people? Because the church is your spiritual family, and you do take care of your family. And you want the air conditioning to run when you come on the hot summer days. That is true. And then the church clean, the bathrooms clean, toilet paper in the stalls, and the priests won't starve to death for all practical purposes, people, <laughs> not just because we love money. And this comes back to the uh, original roots of the church. So, if you were running around in 67, 80 AD um, in the very early church, what would typically happen is um, there was no no one was bringing money to mass at that point. People would bring the fruits of their labor and offer them to the community. And because most of society was agrarian, so people would bring you know that's true bread. They, 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 they bring what bring they could. Or, they bring what they could because exactly. in the early church, every There's no private properties. No, it was much more communal, but it was the fruit of your labor. And in today's society, the fruit of your labor is money. But, and here's the big but, um, when we think about the fifth precept, it's not really just talking about money. It's really talking about time, time, talent, and and treasure. treasure. Exactly. So the treasure part, we beat ad nauseum. Everybody sees it. You know, it's time to pass the basket. But what about uh, time and talent? We have so many gifts. So, and then just share them with the churches. Share them with uh, your brothers and sisters all around you. Uh, The easy one is like if you have a singing voice, unlike Father Martin and myself. Uh, This morning somebody said, I sing like Kermit. Yeah, I've said that. If you were singing, if one of these days we're going to get you to belt out Rainbow Connection with a little ukulele and we'll just have you sit. <laughs> that just beat up my self esteem right there. Why? But anyway. The frog is, he's a rock star. Whatever. <laughs> and he's, t- <laughs> and he's, he's tiny. He's tiny. And he's <laughs> green. I'm yellow. You're not yellow. <laughs> Never mind. You're ruddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so are we confusing you folks? Yes, sorry. So we got a little off track. So one of our talents, obviously, is not singing. But but if you do have a talent, bring your bring your talents to the church. Uh, maybe you'd be a particularly good serving as a, a lector um, mm-hmm. or in the, lec- the the role of a the lector. Um, there are people who are really great at uh, serving the sick and the homebound, and we always need people to bring communion to folks who are in the hospital or ho- folks who are sick and in homebound. Um, bereavement ministries of the church, when... When somebody, one of our parishioners, passes on, uh, the community comes together and we help arrange the funerals and things. So uh, there's many, many, many other opportunities to serve, Um, even if you don't particularly have uh, any one talent, just your time, just coming. We always need people for the front desk, um, you know, and the list goes on and And on. And in the world that every man is for himself, this is a good challenge, you know, because we live as a big family and... As a family, we take care of each other. Exactly, we're stewards of our gifts. So, Steve, do you want to touch on, on a the lost bit, precept? On the lost precept, a precept that I I have to encounter all too often. But the sixth precept, which was taken out of the list uh, several years back, was that you shall be married in the Catholic Church. Oh, so if you're baptized Catholic, and by the way, just because they took it off the list doesn't mean it went away. So it is still required um, if you're a baptized Catholic and if you're a young adult preparing for holy matrimony just a reminder you do need to get married in a catholic church witnessed by a priest or deacon right yep the beach wedding is out you could do the beach reception you know we should do a podcast on this because there is a major misunderstanding on and... on beach weddings yes okay and what the what the meaning of marriage and 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 the I sacrament would love to do that. the sacrament of matrimony in itself so Stay tuned. That is coming soon. Marriage is coming. That's a whole other podcast. But for right now, just know, if you're going to get married, please, please do yourself a huge favor. Get married in the church, witnessed by a priest or deacon. Um, That saves a lot of headache down the road. Correct. You can always have Elvis officiated an anniversary, a subsequent (laughs) anniversary. (laughs) Steve has a way of putting very strange images in my mind. (laughs) But anyway, let's just recap everything as we... uh, Bring this podcast to a close. The five precepts of the church: first is uh, you gotta go to mass and holy days of obligation, so that may be as many as fifty-six, but probably is going to be closer to fifty-four hours of your your year. Checked, ding. Uh, the second precept: you shall confess your sins once a year. The confessional is always open, folks. Yeah, we're ready. We're available for your confession. When you arrive at church, just look to the sides and find the people with long faces, and you'll know where the confessional line is. Uh, <laughs> number precept three. number three. Receive the Eucharist, at least during the Easter season. And Father Martin learned today the Easter season runs from Ash Wednesday. All the way to Pentecost. Pentecost. Yay! As it relates to this precept, right? We always have to put that little caveat in there. Uh, and then fourth. Observe the days of fasting and abstinence established by the church. It's good for you, folks. It's good for you. Yeah, put down those ho-hos. You don't need the Doritos. And then sacrament, or sorry, precept number five (laughs) is to provide for the needs of the church. Exactly. Your mother church needs you. And our hidden sacrament, please, 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 if you're going to get married, Mm -hmm. marry in the church. Do it in God's house. Not sacrament. Precept. precept the hidden yes. precept did i say sacrament again yes. i've got sacraments on the on my mind i'm sorry but if you're gonna marry marry in the church marry in the church celebrate um, your sacrament where it's supposed to be celebrated all right church. my dear people we actually talked a lot longer than we I know uh, there was more to unpack in the precepts than we thought intended so we hope that you have a <laughs> lovely lovely week and may god bless you always and we, looking forward to speaking with you again next week hopefully from the new revised intergalactic worldwide studios of faith Radio, radio will be out of the dungeon and i will still sound like kermit <laughs> see y'all next Take week care. god bless faith fit radio and the diocese of orlando presented ex nihilo with father martin wen and steve bucklin thank you for listening check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org, and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.